Welcome to Everybody's a Somebody, a podcast where we listen to the stories of others. My name's Joey, and I'm joined here by Christian. How's it going, Christian? Not bad, not bad. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, man, of course. Uh, do you want to tell the people like where you're from and what you do? Sure, yeah. So uh, I'm from the United Kingdom. Um, my name's Christian Reeve. I'm 27. Uh, and I'm an alcoholic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm from the UK. Um, I'm temp- temporarily unemployed. Have been most of this year, but uh, I studied marketing, and that's like my profession, I guess. But mm-hmm. I'm basically pursuing my life goals uh, of becoming an actor, a musician, podcaster, YouTuber, anything creative. I'm trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's really really cool, man. Uh, what I've I saw your website. I kind of went through, and it seems like you've had a few projects. Like how how is that going? Uh, busy. Uh, the funny yeah. thing is, I dropped this on my Instagram the other day. I actually said that it took me becoming employed to be the, to become the busiest I've ever been ever <laughs> in my entire life. And bear in mind, I've been to university for three years. I've worked physical labor jobs where I'm working like you know sixty seventy hours a week or more. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is like the hardest I've ever worked, and I love it. <laughs> so yeah, I'd I'd say it's how's it going? Um, it's slow. You know, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm not an overnight sensation, but um, it's gradual. I think the biggest thing is that I'm meeting a lot of people, such as yourself. Um, yeah. I decided recently to start doing what I term as like podcast appearances. Kind of treat this like mm-hmm. it's a press uh, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Um, it's released a movie or some, something like that. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I kind of had this thought in mind of like, I want to meet people as I have been whilst doing YouTube for the past year and a half or two years or whatever mm. it is. Um, but I want it to be a kind of a two, two sided thing. So where I come on, I obviously promote myself and I go like, Hey, I do this and I do that. But at the mm. same time, I'm like actually giving something good to the, I'm wording this so terribly. I do apologize. <laughs> um, Don't worry about it. Giving something of value. I mean, like yeah. with, with what we're going to do today, I, I kind of figured like, it's like I said to you just before, you know, I reached out to you and I thought, is there something in my life that people could use that would be interesting, maybe be inspiring? I don't know. It's up for debate, but (laughs) that's kind of what I want to do every time I appear on someone else's thing. I always want that show to be fun and you go away and you think that was fun. I enjoyed that. I want to Mm -hmm. see more of that guy. And then there's a reason to actually bother to check me out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to go about it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it is, like you said, you're not an overnight sensation and uh, very few people are. It's, it's definitely something you have to put work in and have to uh, try and promote and do stuff like this. So, yeah, I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad to talk to you about it. Oh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm glad that you considered me. So thank you. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and, and start talking about your story? Yeah. Um, so the story starts. Let me see. Um, it's 2020 now. I'm 27. So this starts all the way back in, let me see. Well, let's, let's take it back to my first job. So my first proper job was when I was 18. I'd worked before that. I'd worked with my dad, Saturday jobs, that kind of stuff. But this was my first job with a contract. And I just finished school uh, in, in the United Kingdom. We have, obviously, you guys call university college. But in the UK, mm-hmm. we call college the two years between 16 to 18, right? Um, okay. so I, I just finished that 
and I was deciding what to do with my life, basically. And it's funny how these things work. I'm this 18-year-old. I've got no self-esteem whatsoever. My mind's all over the place. I'm doing pretty well at, you know, this sixth form college. Um, mm -hmm. But I just didn't feel like I had any confidence in myself, any motivation to go to university. I just felt like, oh, I'm not intelligent enough for that. And, you know, this, yeah. this was the naivety of me. I didn't realize yeah. that anyone can go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Back then, you know, 18-year-old, don't know what I'm doing, scared of the world, um, scared of everything around me. Just every time I think about taking an opportunity in life, I'm just like, oh, but what if this happens? What if that happens? I just don't know. Mm. Now, that's, that's just how I felt. But it didn't help that the people around me, specifically, uh, you know, careers advisors, I use, you know, <laughs> within <laughs> commas there, um, at the school and... You know, I include parents in this. Um, you know, I love my parents. Don't get me wrong, but like they did not help with with how I felt back then. Uh, mm -hmm. Friends, <laughs> inverted commas. Um, <laughs> and just no, no one really understood how I was feeling. And I know that sounds like really emo and annoying to say, but it's yeah. true. It really was. Like yeah, I needed yeah. someone to kind of come up to me and be like, Christian, it's going to be okay. This is why. Hang in there, buddy. I had no one like that. If anything, most people around me were just like toxic as well. Get far. over it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. It was kind of brutal in many ways, but basically, it starts. It starts there. I was. I'd basically made the decision not to go to university at that point, mm -hmm. uh, and it was primarily because of how I was feeling, and I just felt like I'm just not good enough. And then <laughs> with my parents at home, my mum was like, well, if you're not doing this, then you need to get a job. You need to pay your way. So now I've got all this stress of like, fuck, I need to pay rent. What? <laughs> uh, in truth, I, I think I should have, in retrospect, I should have been working from 16 onwards. I think it's very healthy to have a job from that age onwards. It teaches you responsibility, money management, blah, blah, blah. I should have had it earlier. Um, but anyway. I get the job, I start working in a supermarket, blah, blah, blah. But before that happens, I remember, I just want to tell this really quickly. I remember how yeah. I spoke to the careers advisors at the school. Immediately after I told the teachers, oh, I don't think I'm going to go to university. They pretty much dropped me like a lead weight, if that's the expression. Like, it was yeah. like, oh, you're not going to uni? Oh, okay. Uh, please leave this classroom and go to this door down the road. Yeah. <laughs> So they basically, on paper, it was the World of Work workshop. I was like, oh, cool. There's somewhere for me to go. You know, I'm not being completely dropped. Then turns out it's the sixth form common room. So it's not even a proper room. It's just an open space that we normally just have our lunch in. And uh, I get taken there. I'm sitting down. And it's basically a bunch of wasters in the room. People mm -hmm. who fuck around, who have no intention of doing anything with their lives. You know, just people messing around. And uh, here I am with those people. And mm. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> what's, what's going on? I'm, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I know that I don't have any confidence in myself, but I'm fucking more intelligent than this lot. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, and if that wasn't bad enough, then we got the, the advisor, who was just a substitute teacher that we normally had. And 
there was just this kind of I don't know cold feeling about the whole thing she barely gave a fuck no one gave a fuck and I was like damn is this is this what life is now you just Mm -hmm. you decide you're not going to go to uni and suddenly the world drops you and no one cares about you is this what life is going to be this is fucking brutal I'm not prepared for this (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so all this happens and then basically I start this job and I'm working in a supermarket and back then my attitude was shitty. I would, I looked down on my nose at the job, uh, which is weird because, you know, I come from a working class background, you know, so there's no reason that I should have that attitude, but apparently I did. Uh, <laughs> I ruled out working any other job. I was just like <laughs> working in a food place. Hell no. Oh, you'd never see me dead working this and that. And then finally I get to work for the supermarket and I just bite the bullet and just do it because I need the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they offer me full-time work. I run with it. Now, bringing it. So that, that's I painted you the picture. That's where my life yeah. is now. I hate this job with a passion. You know, six months into the job, I have a breakdown. Nothing too crazy, but like you know, I'm. I was like the fruit and veg boy at one point, and I remember being in the stock room above the store literally crying my eyes out behind a cage like that's basically how i was feeling about that job like no exaggeration i just want to paint you a picture of what my life was at this point okay i got you i got you now the reason that i wanted to tell this story and what this story is actually about it's not about me being miserable and having no (laughs) self-esteem that's the story of every teenager (laughs) right yeah yeah (laughs) this story is about authenticity it's about being true to who you are every cliche you can think of right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but primarily it's about and i wanted to call it coming coming full circle mm-hmm. now i've been a musician since i was 11 years old um mm-hmm. i traded my first bike for a guitar and it just kind of escalated from there started performing in various projects at school blah 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 now, I mentioned that I started that job when I was 18, but what I didn't mention is that I also started my first heavy metal band when I was 17, the year before. Okay. Right. So it was a couple of months in, and it's the first project that I've just fully taken on. Like, I auditioned all the members of the band. I put this thing together. I managed it. It was my baby for the next three mm. years or two and a half years. And we got relative success during that time. Um so I'm working full-time hours at that supermarket. I have a full-time relationship um, and I've got this band and I'm putting my heart and soul into this band. Now, bear in mind the other members are a couple of years younger and their hearts are not in it to the same extent. You know, they're all fans mm-hmm. of musician, don't get me wrong. And they're all still to this day involved in music in some capacity. But throughout the course of this band, it became apparent to me that they were not as invested in this as I was. Okay. Right. I quickly became the bad guy. And that was, you know, how our band ended was because I sucked the fun out of it because I was pushing us so much. But Mm -hmm. the reason I was pushing us so much and gripping so tightly on this thing that I love is that I didn't want it to end because if it did end, I'm just a guy working in a supermarket with a thing ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Now, about two years into this uh, job, my band ends. So now I'm at a crossroads. What do I do? I quickly join a friend's band 
and I think, okay, this is weird, feels different, but hey, I'm still doing music. It's fine. Three months afterwards, band ends. Now, around this time, my relationship with this girl I'm with, who I've been with for three and a half years, I love this girl, I think I'm going to marry her, first love, all this crap. Um, And she was awesome, don't get me wrong. But that starts to break down. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, she's going to university at this point, and I'm seeing that happen, and I'm envious of her, jealous of her even, which is very unhealthy to emotion to have, which, especially with someone you love, right? Right. And I'm starting to see that distance between us. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the things that I love get pulled away from me. Mm-hmm. The band ends, it gets pulled away from me. I join another band, I get kicked out after three months. Mm-hmm. I start doing my solo stuff, it doesn't go well. <laughs> everything that I want to work does not work Mm -hmm. then it gets to a point where I'm sitting down with a relative of this girlfriend he's an elder gentleman and um, he was a teacher he was a retired teacher and I tell him what I'm doing with my life I tell him that I'm working in this supermarket and pursuing music this love of mine because I love music I want to be a musician I want to make something of myself Mm -hmm. and he just looks at me like i'm a fucking moron (laughs) he looks at me with that teacher's stare like "Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. okay well Mm -hmm. are you done okay now let's talk like adults (laughs) (laughs) so i'm sitting there and normally i would have been like oh fuck this guy you know i know what Mm -hmm. i'm stubborn but i got to this desperate point where nothing is working for me and for once, I actually listened to this guy. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to hear this guy out because what the fuck do I have to lose? I'm miserable in this job that I have. My music career is not working out. My relationship is breaking down. Nothing is working for me. Maybe what this guy has to say will give me something. Right. He starts talking to me about my options and he says, have you considered going to university? And I told him how I felt about that. And he said, you just need to find a specialism. You need to find something that you're good at, something you're interested in, you know, because obviously you're going to be studying it for three years. And it then dawned on me that I hadn't really given it much thought what I would study. I'd always mm-hmm. been good at business. I'd always been studying business. But I figured like, oh, you can't just study business, right? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And the main thing that I took away from that conversation is look for a specialism. Think about going to uni and find a specialism. So I looked, I looked into it and I discovered marketing. And marketing appealed to me because it's creative. It's something that has this creative flair about it. And I am a creative person. I I didn't realize this until very recently in the last couple of years, but that's Mm -hmm. the type of person I am. I'm a creator. And um, it kind of dawned on me as I was applying for this degree and I was in the process of going back into education, I did a, a very short course uh, for a college during that time and things kind of fell into place as I was doing that. It was like, okay, this is supposed to happen. And you'll find this mm. in life, you know, when things are supposed to happen, suddenly all the fucking doors just open, all the windows open and everything is available to you because it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Right. So I'm basically looking at this going, "Uh uh-huh, okay, you know, I want to drop my hours down at this job and go part-time. I get what I want. 
with a manager that hates me. Ha! <laughs> huh. Okay, I'm getting what I want. This, this is yeah, this is different. What's going on here? Yeah. It then continues on, and the funny thing about this course that I'm doing, this college course, I haven't gotten to uni, but it's it's basically a course that I was told to do by another uni that I applied to, who said your grades aren't good enough to get into university. You need to do this course. It actually transpired my grades were good enough. It's just their expectations were way too high and they're actually not. <laughs> they, they were the type of university that thought they were better than they were. Right. 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 And uh, so when it came to the middle of this course, bear in mind at this point, I've stopped doing all music. I've mm-hmm. stopped doing this thing that I love. I'm just focusing on this college course and just getting into university but i'm putting everything into this course i'm actually enjoying it it's a breath of fresh air i'm meeting people i'm doing something different with my life for a change i get midway through this course i call up this university that i want to go to and i say hey based on my grades right now can i get in and they say based on your grades that you got in sixth form you can get in and i was like back up a second so you're telling me if i've got this straight the grades that I got at school were good enough to get me into university. So this course that I'm doing right now that I've paid a couple of thousand for, I mm-hmm. didn't need to do. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's kind of brutal to hear. Right. So then the woman goes, well, you should continue doing the course because it's good to <laughs> see it through and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, I don't uh-huh. need to do this course anymore. But I'm the type of guy that, you know, I'll, I'll see what I'm doing. I mean, I paid good money for this. So I'm going to get that bloody qualification. Right. Yeah, you, you did it all. Might as well finish. Right. So I do it. I do the degree. Well, I, I finish the course. And then uh, I, I go to university. Relationship ends, uh, funnily enough, during that time. Um, it was supposed to end. It was one of those things. Um but I felt like everything was kind of shifting in my life, you know, and it felt mm-hmm. good. And I remember that there was this point when I, I took a very brief holiday in uh, the United States, actually, I was in California and I was swimming in Santa Monica beach. And there was two feelings I had one feeling of like freedom. I'm in the sea. I'm, I'm going to quit that job that I fucking hate soon. You know, I'm going to come back. I'm going to have, a, you know, about a month off before I start university. And then my life is totally going to change. And also, all those other fuckers are at work right now. And I'm here. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, then I come back. I quit the job. Fantastic satisfaction. If you've ever quit a job that you hate, it's, oh, it's so many things. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So then I do that and yeah, I go to university. I'll give you an abridged version. I'm not going to talk you through the whole university experience, but basically (laughs) during that time, at least for the first um, couple of months, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, heads back in, in university mode and, or studying mode and I'm loving it, Mm -hmm. loving meeting people and, you know, all of this stuff. And I have my guitar with me. I have instruments with me. And I'm still dabbling. This mm-hmm. whole time I had a YouTube channel. I set it up in uh, 2013, but you know, 
I never had anything that I felt was good enough to put on there, aside from music. If you go back on my channel, you look back to the very beginning, you'll find videos as, as early as 2014. I was always trying, but I just never had the confidence or the self-esteem. Right. As I'm doing university, first year, second year, third year, I'm dabbling more and more. I'm putting stuff out there. It's not doing great numbers, but it's getting a bit of attention. And I feel good about it. And I feel comfortable again. I start performing at open mic nights. I start just doing music again and remembering why I was doing it and not just being, you know, obsessed with, I need to do this. I need to do that. I was just enjoying it. Fast forward, I finished the degree. Now my head is, is just like, what do I do now? I, I don't know where to, where to go. I, I can't find a job in London. It's three months after graduation. I'm still working 70 plus hours in this hotel I'm at. And this is not how I imagine my life to be. I'm right. dating someone else at this point. She's, uh, she's, she's from a different country, uh, Estonia. And uh, we visited her country a couple of times during, during our time because we met at university, right? And basically, we're sitting in a cafe and we're deciding, what should we do? We can't stay in this job. We can we have a lease for this house for the next year. We can stay here, but we're not studying at university anymore. Neither of us are going to do a master's yet. It's not in the cards. Maybe in the future, but not right now. Right. So what are we going to do? We can't find jobs. We sure as hell can't stay during these shitty hotel jobs that we're doing. So where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. So then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, what, what's going to happen next? And she suggests going to Estonia to, to pursue this, but she tells me it's going to be difficult. It's not what you think it's going to be. It's not this fairy tale. It's not England. It's there's, mm. this is going to be tough is the message yeah. I'm hearing. And as I would find out when I actually went there and lived there, she was right. Now, fast forwards, I'm finding work in my field of marketing. I'm getting opportunities that I wasn't getting in England. Things are going well for about, a year and a half i don't even think about music creativity any of that stuff i'm just invested in my work then i begin to get unhappy i start battling with corporate you know exec people people in in the field of work the surface issue is that i'm not dealing well with these people because I'm very open-minded. I want to contribute. I want to work hard. I've got motivation. I have all these ideas. And to some people, a minor amount of people, ideas is awesome. Mm -hmm. We want someone like that in our company. But to most right. people in corporate jobs, in big-ass jobs, they're threatened by that. They see that as, oh, he's a threat to my job. He's a threat to this. He's a threat to that. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that these people thought that way. I'm just saying that when you bring ideas to the table and it's not your company, mm -hmm. a lot of the time people will try to put a ceiling above you. They'll try and stop you. A lot of the mm -hmm. time people just want drones, people that will come in, do the nine to five, do what they're told, shut up and leave. Yeah. I am not that person. <laughs> As you can tell, I do this. I do. Yeah. I'm loud. I talk a lot. I mean, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not an obnoxious ex extrovert. I'm actually quite shy in real life. But when it comes to doing this kind of stuff, I find it 
natural. I like to contribute. I like to collaborate with people. It's fun. Mm -hmm. But in the context of a work environment, that doesn't always work. It depends on the company. I'm not generalizing. Yeah. You know, or, there is a lot of great companies out there. But many of the companies I've worked for, unfortunately, they gave me a lot. I'm very grateful. Don't get me wrong. But I'd still be working there today if, if you know, they weren't like there right. wasn't negatives there. There wasn't barriers to me progressing and such. Yeah. There were many reasons why um, I decided to come back because I came back to the UK uh, in February 2020. But last year, and this is where we speed up and we head towards the final part of the story. I start, you know, I, I like I said, I'd never really stopped with the creative stuff, creative stuff. But while I was in Estonia in the beginning, I had kind of put it on the side because my focus was just getting a job, finding work. You know, like mm -hmm. music was just a hobby; it was just a thing in the background. But it's it's not going to make me money. You right. can't take that seriously. You know, I still had that mentality of that guy all those years ago who told me, "You can't, you can't take that seriously. You need to find a proper job, a proper line of work. Keep that in mind. Remember that." Yeah. <laughs> now, it comes to last year, beginning of last year, and a friend of mine at this at this job I'm working at sends me uh, a job advert for like an acting piece. It's uh, <laughs> you can't make this shot. The piece <laughs> is for uh, a Brit. It, the The name of the school is British. Well, no, sorry, Baltic Film Media. It's um, a film college in Estonia in Tallinn and uh they're doing short films and they need a guy from london <laughs> to play their to play a character uh and i'm like well this was written for me come on this is right this is, if you're a guy from london up, why not yeah maybe this is fate i don't know what this is but this is a sign let's just go and do this and i didn't go with any expectations i'll be honest i learned the script i went there then i discovered it was the lead role <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh shit! And I've never acted before in my entire life, save for like when I was at school. You know, I right. never never took it seriously. In the sphere of acting, you know, performing music was always my thing. Acting, it was like I just don't see myself in in that light. But I did this whole thing. It took about a month, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant, and I was like this is something I can do. This is something that it feels the same as music. It feels the same as when I write my poetry, all of these creative things that I do for fun, it feels like them. So then I'm inspired. Then I start doing a bunch of projects while I'm in Estonia, just anything I can find, I go and do it. And then I'm looking at my YouTube and uh, I have a camera and, and stuff. It's an old camera. It's still the same camera because I'm pissed off. <laughs> I bought it in like 2013. <laughs> it does the job. Yeah, one day we'll have professional equipment, but right now we, we work with what we can. But I think like, right, exactly. Like I can do stuff with this. I can make yeah. something out of this. So I start recording videos, little acting pieces, skits, anything I can think of, vlogs, whatever. I just I get the YouTube going. I don't have a plan, but I just start doing it because I'm in a creative mode. For the first time in many years. I'm thinking creatively again, and I'm inspired by it. It gets towards the end of the year. I start meeting people. I start really taking YouTube seriously. Like I, I, I wouldn't say I sat down one day and, and thought this is it, but I did sort of have this realization of I want to do this. I want to do YouTube properly now. 
I've got some ideas. I really want to give this a go now. Mm. And when I changed my mindset and I started to do that last year, things started to happen. I started to meet people online, collaborate with people, try different types of projects. And, you know, slowly but surely, I began to, uh, you know, get subscribers, but more importantly, meet people and learn things. YouTube mm. is very different from back in the day, as we all know. But the main thing that I realized is that this can work for me. I've got a shot at this. Yeah, you know, This can really go somewhere, but I have to put the work in. I, right. I have to be consistent. I can't just be lazy or half-assed or you know only put half of myself into this i've got to put all of myself into this and keep it going 100 mm -hmm. percent. fast forward to now or no let's take it back a little bit it gets <laughs> february i come back to the uk i decide to not stay in london i decide to see my family very briefly and then move up to manchester then we go into lockdown. Still can't find a job. You know, finished up my previous job from when I was abroad. But I'm basically unemployed and I have been ever since March. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, yeah, I've heard it similar in the in the US, you know, when you're when you're employing when you're get receiving, you know, benefits, stuff like that. Um you have to show that you're, you know, applying for jobs, you know, trying to find work and stuff. And of course I've yeah. been doing that this whole time. But here's the deal. I had a lot of time, free time. Mm -hmm. And you can't be applying for jobs, you know, nine hours, five days a week. You know what I mean? Run out of jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's just, there's only so many jobs. There's only so much you can do. Maybe a stretch, you might be able to do about two hours a day, if that. Yeah, but then you've got the rest of this time. And I just, I couldn't imagine myself sitting for, I don't know how many months, just binge watching stuff and not doing anything like I need to have projects things I'm working towards mm -hmm. so then I just take this YouTube that I'm already working really hard on and I push it to overdrive I just put everything into it and I decide mm -hmm. you know what whatever happens even if I find a job even if you know we get back on track whatever I'm going to put everything I have into this and over the course of the last let's say eight to nine months like I said, I've met a lot of people, the numbers are starting to go there. But most importantly, I'm feeling like this is right. And this brings us back to the whole point of this whole long-winded story. <laughs> I came full circle. I started at one point where music was what I loved to do. And it was the only thing I could imagine myself doing. People tried to deter me. People tried to steer me away from where I was supposed to be for a long time I thought I was just supposed to do a marketing career and that was going to be my life mm -hmm. and the thing about me is that my heart has to be 100% invested into something realistically there would always have been a time limit on how long I could do marketing I could, probably could have done it about two or three years and then I would have had an inevitable breakdown and I just would not have been able to cope with that right. so in the end, I realized, and I reflected on this recently, that I had come full circle. I started writing music again this year, solo stuff. And I would consider it, I mean, object, you know, 
subjectively speaking, I, I'd consider it to be some of the best stuff I've ever written. And I feel like it's a combination of having lived life for the past five to seven years. And because I feel that, you know, with creative projects, you need to go out there and live a real life to be inspired by. You know, you often hear of like, comedians like Ricky Gervais talk about the fact that anything that he works on, any TV series he creates, is based on real life, based on his experience of real life. And, you know, he, he didn't become successful and famous until much later in his uh, adult life. Right. And I feel like it's kind of the same for me. Like I had to go and do some stuff first, live a bit of a life. And this is where I'm trying to say with this is that moving abroad, going to university, trying all these different things brought me back to the same point that I was, but with a completely different mindset. No longer am I that scared little boy who's just terrified of the world, who feels like every time he looks at an opportunity in life, he's terrified about what might happen. What could go wrong? What if this happens? What if that mm -hmm. happens? To tell you the truth, man, every time I look at an opportunity now, I get excited. I think about, hey, this could happen, or right. this could happen, or who knows what could happen? I know right. it sounds sickening at this point. Maybe it's... <clears throat> too much of a cliche and everyone's going up going to grab a bowl to be sick in right now i don't like <laughs> i'm just saying that for me what i found was that life and the universe pushed me back to where i should be and whatever happens in your life no matter how far away you get pushed away from your path you will always be pushed back on it and once you're back on that path embrace it Embrace what you should be doing. Fuck what everyone else is around you is telling you. They don't know what's good for you. You know what's good for you because you can feel it within yourself. If you're waking up in the morning and going, do you know what? I fucking love life. I love what I do. I love how passionate I feel about this thing. It's great. Then you know you're on the right track. If you don't feel that way, it's up to you to change that. But you have to go out there and be brave. You've got to take chances you gotta take opportunities in life learn from my mistake <laughs> don't let people get in your ear when you're at your lowest and steer you off the track remember the goal remember what you love keep working at it and it will happen that's yeah that's that's amazing advice man it is really cool to hear that you you did come full circle and like you something that you uh, you thought you would be doing for the rest of your life. You took a detour and it, it still veered you back. So I'm sure, like you said, it, it gives you a piece of like um, uh, satisfaction and like, like it's reassuring to know that like, this is what I should be doing because this is something that, you know, you, you love, you know, it's, and I think that's important. And in a world where every, a lot of people settle and a lot of people, uh, work a job because, you know, it's what you got to do. I mean, I've, I've, I'm guilty of it myself, um, in the past of just saying like, what well, this is what I have to do right now. And this is what needs to be done. And then, um, you just, you let that mentality can continue to carry you on and you don't, you don't ever come back to what you thought you were going to go revisit after this whole section was done. You get caught, you get bogged down and you get stuck in this web of like, well, I, if I, if I, step out now then i don't it's going to make my future shaky and i can't take that risk right now like 
life is full of risks. You got to take the risks. You got to just do it. You know, that's, I think that yeah. moment as well, when you get scared, that's the moment when you have to really go for it. Most people think, yeah. oh, that's the moment you got to double down. You got to, you know, no, you got to be brave. Yeah. You, you, you got to take the go, shot in the dark. Yeah. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? What is the worst that could happen? Look, yeah, we're like all going to die. That's the thing. <laughs> we're all going to, that's, it's inevitable. We're all going to die. Yeah. We don't know when, but like, fuck it. If you look at it like that, like shit, I could die 50 years from now. I could die two weeks from now, five years from now. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have regrets. No mm-hmm. one does. And the thing is, a lot of people, I think they, they, because again, with my story, it's, it's not, you know, I'm not a success right now, but you know what I am is happy. I don't have everything in life. You know, there are many things I still want, but I hated life before. (laughs) I was, think about this. I was an 18 year old guy. 18 year olds normally are excited. They're just about to go off to university. The whole life ahead mm-hmm. and everything's fun. Like it's a party. You're young fucking mm-hmm. A, right? I was yeah. terrified. And why was I like that? Well, it's because I let people get into my ear. I let people worry me. I let people older than me who have let those things get to them control how I feel. Right. And the thing is, you've got to focus on how you feel. What do you think? You know, mm-hmm. you know what's best for you. No one can, you know, my, my dad, for example, his best advice he ever gave to me was, you are your own best friend. And there's several meanings to that. One is that, you know, when you're at your lowest, you're going to be there for yourself. And if you're not, then you, well, you're not taking care of yourself, which you should be. But more importantly, you right. know yourself better than anyone else. You know what you want. It's like when you ask someone something, you say, what should I do? Right. And you give them like two scenarios. Mm -hmm. You ever find yourself, you know, with that person and they're saying to you, you should go for the other option. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. But I don't think that I should go for this, blah, blah, blah. You're already convincing yourself. You've already, you already know what you want. You're basically just saying to that person, Hey, confirm what I already know. Yeah, I want reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel on that, man. You it's you uh you definitely want to look to other people and, and for them to tell you what you're doing is right. But you know, sometimes people aren't gonna see the same things that you see and sometimes uh you 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 want these other people to <clears throat> to confirm what you're feeling like you said and you want that reassurance, but if if they still don't give it to you that you that can't deter you you have to say well okay well this is what i'm gonna do like it's not it is a bit foolish to at some point you have to stop asking what for other people's permission to do what you want to do you have to just do it i think another element i want to add to this as well is that when you feel like that you're often like in a negative mindset like i i was when I was 18, I was a negative minded person Mm -hmm. and I was surrounded by negative people, not everyone, but most people. And it wasn't even always obvious with some people. It was blaringly obvious with other people. Mm -hmm. It was more subtle. And I feel like sometimes it's the more subtle stuff that gets to you. 
than others. Like I remember meeting people who were so blaringly obvious, you know, negative, and I was like, oh, I don't want to ever be like that. But the people that were more subtle were concerning. Like I'll give you an example. That girl that I dated that I told you about in the beginning, right? We we weren't right for each other. You know, we were right for each other at a time that was that during that year that we were breaking down there were many reasons why we were breaking down but i remember distinctly this moment and this is how i knew this was one of the reasons that i knew it wouldn't continue during the time when we had just broken up we were still talking and i was in the process of you know i was i mean i was heartbroken and i was doing this college course and i was trying to apply for universities all while i'm wanting to die inside because of this heartbreak it was a very yeah. strange situation as anyone who's ever had their heart broken understands mm. especially when it's your first time yeah <laughs> and uh, i remember us sitting down in like a, a fast food restaurant and we ordered food um i was so upset that i went and threw up in the toilet that was there, came back. Uh, it, was, it was just awful. I just couldn't put any food down. I was, I was, you know, you know, when you're so heartbroken that you're physically ill, like, you know, yeah. I, for some of us, that's how it is for me. If, if I'm upset, I feel it physically as well. Mm-hmm. And during this time, we're also talking about my university choices. And I mentioned that I'm going to this university, which is far away. It's one of the only universities that is a bit of a journey. It's not close. And she's like, why would you want to go there? Why would you want to move away? And all I hear is, this isn't about me, her wanting to, me to stay because she's already rejected me. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. be with me anymore. She's right. humoring me because she feels bad right now. I would later find out she was already dating someone else, but that's another story. Oh. Um, yeah. but, you know, the point is she felt bad. It was a strange situation, but that, particular moment when she said that remark I knew okay this person isn't for me and also this person is subtle negative there are subtle and the thing is years of um reflecting after the fact have made me realize that we would never work as a couple because we wanted different things in life. And that's normal. Like I, I, I don't, this is why I never think you should like hate your exes either. I think that's very immature. Like you have to mm-hmm. be mature enough to understand that they were right for you at a particular point in your time, ta- in your life. And they teach you things, but you move on. That's why when you date in life, it's, it's not a series of mistakes. It's a series of lessons. And she taught me many things. I'm very grateful for it. But that, that lesson right there is that I couldn't just be with someone who wants, you know, um, work, house, kids, that's it. Mm-hmm. I need someone that's like me, an adventurer, someone who, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember my mum put it to me once very well. She said, Christian, if you're going to date someone, you need a girl that will take you skinny dipping at 2 a.m. Mm. And I remember just being really grossed out that my mum had said that to me, like, wow. <laughs> but when I thought about it, I knew what she meant. She meant someone who's adventurous, who's takes, takes me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, 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 it takes me out of my comfort zone. And that's how I found myself living my life now. Like, I'm one of, if not the only person in my family that's lived abroad and has like done stuff like that. I'm one of the few people mm-hmm. that's gone to university. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do these things to live an adventurous life, because it's not all about that. 
I think it's more about being open-minded to opportunities and just trying to make the best out of life. And if you're a negative person, you won't do that. Right. You'll just think about what's easiest, what's safest. And that is a waste of your life. Like too many people focus on the fact that, oh, I need to get this amount of money. I need to have this many cars in my drive. I need to have this sized family. I need to be making this much money a year. That's all bullshit. What matters is if you're happy. As much of a cliche as it sounds, that's what matters. You can have all that stuff and still be miserable. I've seen it with my own eyes many times. Mm -hmm. Both sides of the spectrum as well. I've seen people rich, unhappy, and I've seen people poor who are miserable, you know? And in both scenarios, it wasn't about not having money or not having money. It was about other things missing from their life. Mm -hmm. And that's what's made me realize, like with this story that I told you, the thing that I missed the most was being creative you know that's me that's what feels right i i did rediscovered a little bit of that through doing marketing but i didn't feel like me again until i started doing this youtube and started doing music again that's when i started feeling like whole again as cliche and annoying as that sounds but that's the feeling i think we should all aspire for you know that feeling whatever you're into whatever you do don't let people diminish um what you do in life either like if you're happy being like i don't know a fucking dustbin man or something then just be the fucking best dustbin man ever do you know what I mean? as long as you're happy and that makes you happy and you wake up in the morning like and life is fucking great then that's exactly what you should be doing right yeah that's, that's great advice man yeah no, that's that's really it's really it's an amazing story and i love hearing it man really um uh, before we, we transition on to the ask and answer part, is there anything else you want to say or any point you want to make? Oh, God, no. I've spoken for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about it, man. It was great. Yeah, no, you, you, do, you did really good. Um, Thank you. Okay, well, we're going to do the ask and answer part. I got three random questions for you, and we're going to find out what those are right here. Uh, your first question, if you had a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, a warning label. Oh, shit. Um, God, what a good question. Um, (laughs) I don't know. May contain adventure. There you go. Perfect. Uh, that's for so your for, <laughs> no, don't worry about it for your second question who would you want to play you in a movie of your life Ooh, ooh, ooh. um oh that's so t- <sighs> because this is this is split between who i think looks like me and who i love as a as an actor i think cillian murphy would be fantastic i love him um i think we look a bit similar uh, obviously yeah, I can see it. massively good looking i'm <laughs> uh struggling to get average but um yeah i get told i look a lot like jake gyllenhaal um ever since i was a kid and again great actor what queen is that how you say his name what queen phoenix uh it's uh oh man what's his name <sighs> Yeah, 
God damn it! What's his? I, I know his name. I, like, yeah, he's literally just, yeah, he yeah. played like Johnny Cash. He, he played Joker. That yeah, he played Joker. Probably that guy. Yeah, Joaquin. 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 Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin that guy. Probably Phoenix. that guy. Really? I think he's yeah, an like amazing actor. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is a phenomenal actor. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, your last question. If you could meet anyone dead or alive, who would it be? I have to pick one? You got to pick one. <laughs> oh, just one. Oh, there's so many. Oh, um, Jim Morrison from The Doors. All right. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. And thank you for answering those uh, bit random questions. Uh, but do you want to plug your like your YouTube and your Instagram and all that before we get out of here? I would love to. <laughs> yeah, go right ahead, man. Yeah, uh, please may, uh, go out and subscribe to and follow the Christian Reef podcast. It's available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch of other places. Anywhere you listen to your podcast is where you can find me. Uh, I do regular interviews with musicians, actors, film producers, YouTubers, you name it. I have probably interviewed them. As well as, in, uh, well, not just interviews, but talking on various topics and just generally having a laugh. Uh, with regards to my YouTube channels, I have two. I have a gaming channel and I also have my main channel, which is a multi-content channel. So I do acting videos, music, both originals and covers, uh, urbex, vlogging, reactions, stories from my life, a bunch of other stuff. If you like a variety channel, that's your place to go. And also I would say check out my website, www.christianreeve.com. And my Instagram is probably where I'm most active. You can find me anywhere online. If you go to Christian underscore Reeve on Instagram, that's like my, probably my go-to, you know, as far as like latest updates and stuff. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. That, that's great. Yeah. Everybody out there, go ahead and, and follow them on all those things. I know I will be. Um, if anybody out there wants to be on this podcast and they have a story they want to tell, you can find me on Instagram at everybody.is.a.somebody. Um, I would like to one day set up an email. I haven't got around to it. But uh, until then, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was, it was a pleasure talking to you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, we'll see everybody next time. Well.
now I'm like do 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 do. Oh, I'm like do 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 do. Oh, I'm like do 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 do. When I spend time with you, I feel like there's nothing I can do. It's true. Cause when I spend time with you I feel like there's nothing I can do It's true I'm falling for you So now I'm like do 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 I'm like do 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 I'm like do 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 While since I felt this way, I was thought thinking nothing else would change. But then you came. Spend time with you. I feel like there's nothing I can do. It's true. I'm falling for you. Three, two, one. Oh, I'm like do 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 do. Oh, I'm like do 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 do. Do 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 do. Oh, I'm like do 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 do. See you later.